Today on the Diz List, we discuss the top five hidden gems at Walt Disney World. Welcome to the Diz List, the podcast that ranks everything at Walt Disney World. I'm Nick. And I'm Rob, and welcome, 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 and welcome to episode 38, where we discuss the... <laughs> you want to start that one over again? I don't know. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Uh, and I'm Rob, and welcome to episode 38, where we discuss the top five hidden gems at Walt Disney World, and we are always extremely professional, <laughs> with no jokes whatsoever. <laughs> um, so this week, some interesting things happened that I think we should discuss. Um, a I'll lot. Start, yeah, I'm going to start with like the not so serious stuff. <clears throat> so I know what you're going to talk about with the serious stuff. Yeah. So the not so serious stuff, I would say, is the fact that Disney released some pretty hefty discounts for Disney Visa members. Yeah, interesting. And the dates are normally dates that would be pretty crowded. Huh. And you don't usually release discounts if sales are good. For when? Like, middle of summer. Like, when I'm going to be there in July. Interesting. It's, I wouldn't say it's bizarre, because I think there's the fatigue starting to set in of, like, last summer was, was like, the revenge travel, I think yeah. they called it, right? Yeah, they, that's <laughs> such a funny term, but... I think that's what that, they call it, right? They Reven, did. Revenge travel. You're exactly right. So, the revenge travel, and then now I think that some of, some of it has to do with inflation, right? People are pinching yep. their pennies a little bit more. Yeah. And some of it has to do with the fact that everybody went the last couple of years in the revenge travel phase. And um, not everybody goes every year like we want, we do, honestly. Yeah. Or would like to, if possible. Yeah. Um, it's, it tells me that, you know, they're obviously recognizing that they're not selling and they need to, they need to lower the price. Because let's be honest, they don't make their money, they don't make a lot of their money through their hotels. They make a lot of their money by people being in the parks and buying stuff. Yeah. Because that's where the markup really is. And I found out recently, and I think we've said this on the show, that I, I didn't realize that the most profitable arm of the Walt Disney Company is the parks. Oh, I'm not shocked by that. I mean, I just, I mean, it seems obvious now, but I didn't know that officially until recently. Yeah. I mean, let's think about it like this, right? If I have a business that sells a product, so like a, a brick and mortar storefront, and I'm selling books or I'm selling CDs or I'm who sells CDs anymore? Jeez. Selling vinyl. <laughs> You'd go out of business pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. But I'm selling a product, right? And in that scenario, people come in to my store, browse, maybe buy something, maybe don't, and I still have to pay employees. At Disney, you pay for the ability to go in and browse, mm-hmm. right? So you pay just to get in the gate. You're already getting their money right away. Um, and then you go into the store. And now, even if you don't buy anything, you've already paid for some of that, some of that money, right? You paid paid some of that that upfront fee, which brings me to the more serious thing, right? Which is the fact that it is their most profitable arm of the company, yeah. And they are currently in a contract dispute that is over pennies, right? That I just want to say that both of us over here stand with the cast members because that's yes, it's ridiculous. That they are squabbling over the outlay of the money. Well, I mean, if you look at it, I don't know how much there was a difference in wage changes between when they began uh, pay, people paying for Genie Plus. I don't think there was. But I mean, that's that's like pure profit, right? And I mean, maybe they're paying people. What's what would be the takeaway cost? The the programmers that that go in and maintain that. That sure. would be it. They can't possibly spend a lot on those guys. You've been on Disney IT, yeah. I mean, it's horrible. So they can't possibly spend a lot on them. Um, I, here's what I would say is that my understanding of the dispute is that Disney wants to phase in the raise. They're willing to go to the number that the cast members are requesting. That's good. But they don't want to do it in one year. And to that, I say, I get what you're saying, but you aren't the ones living in Orlando, which is um, one of three Florida cities within driving distance of the parks yeah. that are on the top five list of most expensive or cities that have gone up 
Oh, like the, the cost, cost of, of living, living has gone up the most yeah. in those three cities, or they're on the top five. But three of the three of the top five are are within driving distance of Disney World. Wow! It's it's. I was talking to someone. They said it was an eight, it's eighteen hundred dollars for a one bedroom apartment in Orlando Sheesh. on average. Eighteen hundred dollars. My gosh! There are cast members living in their car. That's you wouldn't crazy. You wouldn't know that, right? Because they put on that smile. They make it magical for you. And Disney wants to phase in the race is basically what it is. Now, my family lives about 40 minutes north of, of the park. They built a modest house and maybe 25 years ago or so. And the, all of these, like, literally million-dollar homes have sprouted up all around them, yeah. which has increased their property value, which is good for them. But their quiet little town that they moved to is now, like, on the border of being considered a city. Isn't that crazy? And, you know, it's, you know, urban sprawl happens. Yeah. I get that. But the inflation that those cast members are dealing with to live near their job is unthinkable, right? I mean, it's, somebody said in an online discussion, inflation's everywhere. They got to quit complaining. Well, and I was there's like, so many what factors. I said, inflation is everywhere. Yes, I agree. But it is not at the level that it's at in Orlando. Right. And there's affordable housing in Orlando, but a lot of it now has kind of pushed out to that outer, I don't want to say outer rim because it sounds like Star Wars, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it's it's been pushed out further, but it's then- between Right. But then that builds in the cost of transportation, gas, things like that. Exactly. Which, which still brings that dollar amount up for them. Right. So- my understanding of the dispute is the timing of the money. I could be wrong, and I don't really care if I'm wrong because the reality is this. Pay those people. They are the ones that make it magical. Oh, definitely. But I also want to now move to something maybe a little bit more exciting. So <gasps> I'm doing like the teacher strategy. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, yeah I, the, I know exactly. The, the happy, <laughs> bad, happy. Uh-huh. It's like when you start an email. Yeah. Johnny did this today at school. It was so great. By the way, he's failing. I really enjoy teaching your son. <laughs> Right, so that's the strategy I'm using, so people get uh, still have fun in the top half of the show. Um, so uh, Johnny's good deed that he did in class today was announced that to that as of the release of this, actually, um, Tron will be open, but it'll be a soft preview. I don't <laughs> What's know what the that, difference. The difference is it's open for lightning lane, like individual lightning lane access that you can purchase and virtual queue. Okay, so which that is, is, to my knowledge, exactly the what they're going to Yeah, which is, my knowledge, exactly what they're going to do. I think the only thing is you have to be staying on property. I don't even know. I just know it's, for some reason, no longer going to open on the 4th or the 3rd, whatever. It's opening on hmm. the 20th. So, I, as of the release of this podcast, it will have been open for a couple of days. I never think of a soft opening for anything that's a ride. Like, I could see a soft opening for a restaurant. People kind of walk by and go in. If you're talking like a multi-million dollar ride, I don't think there's anything soft about it. Well, especially since they've literally been doing a quote-unquote soft opening for the last month. Yeah, like, and it's been everywhere online. Like cast members, and they had the the preview for the media types, mm-hmm. which, by the way. Media types, that's a good term. <laughs> the media that got to ride on those previews, riding alone with just them and their friends, that was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I want that so badly. That would be so cool. Just be like, okay, we're going to get two of us sitting up front. And- well, I have a I have a plan, actually. Okay. I have a plan for this. Okay, good. So everyone that's listening is going to share with one person, okay. and then they share with two people, and they share with two people. Sounds like a pyramid people. scheme. Oh, it is, isn't it? Well, anyway. No, it's exponential we, growth. I'm a, ex- I'm a math, te- I'm math teacher. It's exponential growth. So then the exponential growth helps us become a media type, and then we get to go. I mean, I would us out, hate, listeners. I we want to be media types. <laughs> I love that term. Well, I'm, I'm not making fun of you. Like that's well, a great term. I don't know what the heck you call them. Like, the, no, I like it. So yeah, the media, the media preview. Well, because it that. fits everybody. It fits like an NBC Channel Eight, right? And, and somebody who has their own YouTube station. They're equally valid, right? Because there were people there that are very popular on Instagram, and then there were people who were very popular on YouTube, and then yeah. there are people who are very popular. Um, you know, like in the actual media, like the like Orlando the, Sentinel. Yeah, the non. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I just think that that's another interesting thing is that they've opened up. They've decided to open this early, and I think it's a sign of them recognizing that, like, why are we? Why do we have this artificial like 
we have to do it on this date. I think they wanted to do it on that date because it was like signifying the end of the 50th, right? Because oh, okay. the 50th ends on the third, on the, at the end of the month, end of the month okay. is when the 50th, the 18 month long 50th anniversary yeah. ends. Um, but now I, I do think it's good that they're doing that. Um, I'm really excited to ride it. I'm a little worried um, because of the way that this ride snaps you in. I'm a little worried about the, my calves are not small. Um, years of, you know, playing soccer and like stuff I don't like think, that. I don't think like you that. would be on this. I feel like you would be at the, at the high end, but I don't think you'd be uncomfortable. I mean, I've seen what they're like. Yeah. I I'm think just, you're going to be fine. Right. I, I don't think I'm. Like I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't not fit. No, I'm, not I'm thinking big, like, but like taller people. Like uh, I'll use two extreme examples for people to understand. An NBA player might have a hard time yep. because of the way it's set up, or an NFL running back who's built with gigantic legs. Yeah, yeah. like that may be more. Difficult I just wish as they well. would release like a thing that says, if your calf circumference is this, you may want to prepare for riding in the back, so there's not that moment of shame. Yeah, because like, it's not about how big you are in the belly it's about how big you are in your calf mm-hmm. which is an odd place yeah. to have to worry about right i've never been like i don't know if i'm gonna fit in that ride because of my calves <laughs> like i have i have to buy special socks sometimes because they don't go up over my calf because huh. i have big calves but like not fat calves so it's gonna be hard hmm. it's not like the the thing's gonna lock in so i'm a little worried about that but anyway enough about my calves <laughs> <laughs> um this week the halftime show is brought to you by Podcast Mics for Magic. So we will tell you all about Podcast Mics for Magic in just a moment. So a couple of our friends over on Instagram, uh, Johnny J and, and Hannah. So Johnny is the host of the DMSW podcast and Hannah is the host of the um, Learning Disney podcast. Uh, so they started another Instagram called Podcast Mics for Magic. And Podcast Mics for Magic is on a mission to raise funds for the Children's Hospital of Orange County, or CHOC. It's a pediatric healthcare system based in Orange County, California, and it's committed to being a leading destination for children's health by providing exceptional and innovative care. CHOC's growing community includes two state of the art hospitals in Orange and Mission Viejo and a regional network of primary and specialty care clinics serving children and families in four counties. Chalk offers several clinical programs of excellence, providing the highest levels of care for the most serious pediatric illnesses and injuries, physical and mental. Chalk's research and innovative institutes are focused on translating real patient needs into real-world treatments so every child can live the healthiest and happiest life possible. So what Podcast Mics for Magic has been doing is trying to raise $50,000. Now, we've got some people who have done some amazing things already. They have one lady who, every $50 that was donated, she took a lap on Living with the Land. Oh, cool. Which is great if you're local or if you're going to be in the parks. We're not going to be in the parks um, for you know in the next coming months anyway for right. us to be able to do that. Well, you will be over in, in Disneyland. Yeah. Uh, but we're looking for ways to – they were looking for ways to raise money. And we wanted to feature Podcast Mics for Magic here on the show. So they are today's um, sponsor of the Halftime Show. Um, they are fam- fabulous people. They really and truly are. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to their sites. So to the Podcast Mics for Magic, to Johnny J and Hannah's uh, Instagram page as well. And I'm also going to link you to put a link there for the donation page that they have set up. If you can... Nothing is too small, right? No, no amount is too small. Um, they they definitely are raising money for a great cause. So it's that's uh, podcast mics for magic, and they're going to be raising money for Chalk, the Children's Hospital of Orange County. Very cool. Very cool. I'm I'm excited that we're even remotely associated with them. Yeah, and we've been talking about them for a couple of weeks, and it's nice that they can be kind of featured formally and give the organization the time it deserves. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome back to the Diz List. Today, what we're going to do is rank the top five hidden gems in Walt Disney World. 
Well, I could only think of one, and it's you enter the the queue for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. You get in the indoor part, and you turn, and there's the hidden gems. That is the lamest dad joke you have ever told. <laughs> well, they're also in I there. had no idea where you were going with that, and I was like, what is And then it hit me that I had fallen for the lamest dad joke of all time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was bad. I all am right. a dad. Therefore, you are. I dad joke. Yeah. So this was a hard list. Yeah, I agree. Um, not because it was hard to come up with five of them, but it was hard to, you know, kind of like pare down my 25 hidden gems. Yeah. Like, I think when you go frequently, or when I say frequently, when you go yearly, um, you start to find things that you are happy other people don't know about yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a sizable list of things, but... I've tried my best to put my top five. Um, yeah, it wasn't easy to really do a one through five because of, like, what's the priority? Right. So what I had to do for mine is I got a little input from my family, and they sort of weighed in, and that helped with uh, reordering my list a little bit. Yeah, I so I also got some input, and that did not help me. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> mine was did. like they had a hard number one. <laughs> yeah, because it was like one hundred percent. Like the stuff they said was like I forgot about that. That's got to go on my list now. But mm. where do I put it? Right. So, yeah, they. I mean, I love them, but they were no help on this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to go ahead and start off? With, yeah, with, my with, my number five is is kind of a it's it's a two parter. So it's it's definitely a hidden gem because people don't always know it's there. But there's also uh, something that I that I enjoy doing when we go and ride on this ride, and that is the Carousel of Progress. So the Carousel of Progress, and I know people know about it, but it's kind of hidden back in that corner. If you didn't of... know it was there, I mean, if you if yeah. you weren't seeking it out, I can totally see how you would not even yeah. know that that's You would ride. walk right by it. it. Number one, it's great air conditioning in there. Number two, it's a lot of fun if you want it to be fun. And I'll, I'll get to kind of my point here. And when you ride the Carousel of Progress, it's a ride, but not really a ride. It's sort of like a show in the round where you get in and you sit in this auditorium and you rotate around and you watch uh, different parts of a of a show that's uh, like a history of, um, you know, it's progress pro- and yeah, development. Progression, yeah. Right. So... There's one of two ways I like to play when I go to this ride. <laughs> Number one, and Nick has experienced this, you go all out and you clap and you sing along to the theme song and get really obnoxious, and it's actually kind of fun. Everybody sings. Yes. When when there's a, when there's a leader in there, yep. everyone sings. Yep, and I clap and I'm loud and I get every... Not to be a jerk, truly. Like sometimes I do it to be a jerk. But not at Disney. I will clap, and I want everyone to sing along. I do the same thing in Country Bear, too. Yeah. So you you sing, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow, and you're clapping your hands, and you get everybody. And then what happens most of the time, and I've done it before where nobody participated, most of the time more people will catch on and go, okay, this is fun. Let's do this. Yeah. We're on vacation. We're having a good time. Mm -hmm. The other thing that... Maybe on a rare occasion I'll do this. Maybe one <laughs> I know or two where you're going times, with this one. Yeah, is if I'm really tired, <laughs> I will take a short nap in there. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a pretty good power nap. It's about the length of a good power nap. Yeah, I've um, I've taken a nap there, and then I napped in uh, back in Hollywood Studios when they had the Little Mermaid show. I'm not saying it was bad because I don't know. I didn't see it because I, <laughs> I I started off and then it was. So you don't you don't nap in uh, Bugs Life. No, could you it, imagine napping and getting woken up by the the by the, the ants, spiders, spiders or the, or the ants, ants crawling across your back? Yeah. <laughs> so my number five is Carousel of Progress for multiple reasons. It's a hidden gem. It's a lot of fun. You can make it as fun as you want to make it. I highly recommend you clap and sing along and make it fun for everybody around you who's on vacation. Or if you can sleep through clapping and singing, take a seat in the back and <laughs> maybe get a, a quick power nap in the AC. So number five, napping. Slash Carousel of Progress. Um, I agree with you, but it's not on my list. I do agree it's a hidden gem. I, I don't it's, know how many we're going to overlap. Um, I don't. I don't know that we will overlap a lot. I suspect there's one, but mm. this this next one is actually very near one of the shows we just mentioned. Oh, we talked about Bugs Life. My number five hidden gem are the Tree of Life trails. 
Also, ah. Everybody goes to Gorilla I, Trek, Gorilla Falls. Everybody goes to the Jungle Trek. A lot of people sleep on the trails by the Tree of Life. I've only done part of it. I've only done the back end, right. similar to where the exit of Bugs Life is. We've yep. gone in and done a little bit. Now, where does that start and end? Can you kind of describe that? I mean, that? It, it, it's kind of like intertwining, right? So there's all sorts of different... The reason... So it's hard to describe start and end because are there really starts and ends to those trails? Aren't they kind of like... Do, let me ask you this then. Does it connect over uh, where Starbucks, there's like a little uh, pizza stand and the bridge that goes over to Africa? Does it go there? I believe so. Okay. Because there's. it looks like there's a trail there yeah. and I've never gone down. It, I think there's like a monkey enclosure there too. Now you've got me second guessing myself like you did a couple weeks ago. Well, I'm just said. curious if it connects. Like, I know that there's trails, and you just described I, that they're all over the place. I honestly just like getting lost back there. Not yeah. lost, literally, but, like, you can go into those trails, and there's not... It, so we've complained before about the trails and how sometimes people overstay their welcome. Yeah. Like, this last time people were overstaying. Well, the tigers. drives yeah. me nuts. Yep. Or the gorillas. Yeah. That's true, um, too. So that trail, those trails over there don't tend to have as many people. Uh, plus, you get to really pick out the little intricacies of the Tree of Life. Um, so the Tree of Life trails, for me, are a nice, like, it's a kind of a respite away from the crowd, usually. Mm -hmm. Not always, but usually. You can escape escape some of the crowd. Um, I, I just like it over there. It's, it's a nice, nice little spot um, that offers some amazing views. It up-close looks of the Tree of Life, obviously. The Which Tree I love. of Life trails. Yeah. Um, and they're not as crowded. Now, they don't have the big, huge draw of like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go and look at the bats or I'm going to go look at the gorillas or I'm going to mm -hmm. go see the tigers. They don't have that. I get it. But it's still a nice, relaxing walk, and it's easy to forget that you're in an, in an amusement park when you're there. So number five for me is the trails at the Tree of Life. That's cool. Now, number four, uh, we tried to do many times. And it was closed for a very long time during COVID, and it didn't actually open until recently. And again, this one is going to be ironic, given if you know what I look like in real life, I am bald. It is the barbershop. I think the barbershop is a really cool hidden gem. When you walk into the Magic Kingdom and you go under kind of the, the overpass or the, the railroad, you go under the railroad there and you walk out into the Main Street area on the left-hand side in the back corner there. There is a little barbershop where you can go in, get a haircut, and we were going to try to bring our son in there to get a, a haircut at one point, and it was closed for a long, long time. But it has reopened, I think, maybe about a year ago it, it's been open. Yeah, but, um, I want to say it was last summer sometime. Now, have you ever taken um, your son or daughter there? I have not. I wonder if they do beard trims. <laughs> that would be, that'd be kind of cool. I bet you they do. Um, I, I didn't even think of this. Um, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, but it is like you wouldn't think. I mean, it, I'm sure you're not thinking still like, oh, I'm going to go get a haircut at at Disney. Disney, right? But if your family is a big Disney family, like, how cool would it be for your your child's first haircut to to happen there? That would mm -hmm. be really cool. Yeah, you know that your child's first haircut happened at Disney. That would be pretty cool. And um, I don't know if a lot of people know it's even there. So when I was trying to think of, you know, what's hidden, what you know, what people. Right, what people overlook or, mm -hmm. or walk by, or and and for what reasons? That's kind of how I looked at making most of this list, not all of it. But um, again, Nick and I are both you know bald guys, but you know <laughs> we we have we have kids with hair, so that's uh, <laughs> for part now. Of, well, and you know part of the trip is not just what we want to do, is what you know what our kids like to do too. Yeah, absolutely for everybody. Uh, so yeah, number four is the barbershop in the Magic Kingdom. What do you have for four? My number four is a shopping destination that I never would have thought I'd put on this list until the last trip. Um, number four for me is the Fantasia Market at Contemporary. So Fantasia Market is the one that's kind of like oh. the, almost looks like a. It reminds me of the old school in the malls where they would have the uh, the the calendar shop yes. would pop up. Right, you're just like walking through this thing. Right, because there's no roof. The walls are kind of minimal. Right, it's like a kiosk in a mall that yeah. reminds me of like the old calendar shop. That is a nice place. <clears throat> um, the reason I'm bringing this up is because if you are into pin trading, you will find some of the most random, uh, completely amazing pins in there that are like limited edition. That I. I mean, there were stuff in there that I didn't see in the pin stores in 
um, Disney Springs or over at uh, Epcot, the one that's that's by um, uh, Spaceship Earth there, right. the, the pin trading store there. Yep. Um, I I saw pins there that I had never seen. I can remember thinking, how did I not know this was here? Hmm. Um, and I posted a reel about it, and a couple people commented about, yeah, that's a great place to go get pins. I never would have known it. It's a really cool little spot that if you're into pin trading, and maybe you don't want to go all the way over to Disney Springs, or maybe you don't have, you know, a, a reservation, a park reservation over at Epcot that day, um, to go to the pin trading store there. I forget what the name of that store is. Pin, is it just Pin Traders? I think it's just Pin Traders. I think it but, is. That sounds but, right. Um, either way, if you don't, if you can't get to one of those stores, and you're staying anywhere near um, a monorail resort, hop on the monorail, go into the Fantasia Market. You're gonna find some really interesting pins there, and that's not all they sell that's interesting in there. But it's one. It's the thing that drew me in. Um, they do have some inter- some nice like contemporary specific stuff there. Um, as a DVC member, I seem to remember them having almost every DVC resorts pin there, which is odd because wow. I, because usually you only find the that specific resort. Um, yeah. at the resort yep. or at the pin trading place over in Disney Springs, the the open air one that, um, the open air pin trading store over in Disney Springs, you know, what I'm, what the I'm one that's about. closer to rainforest cafe. Yeah, the, back the one, the one like there's like the star Wars store there too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so over there, they, I mean, they have them, but like I had never seen it at a resort where they had other resorts pins. So that was kind of cool. Hmm. But yeah, so number four for me is Fantasia Market over at the Contemporary. Well, I mean, I I really like that choice, and I think if if we think about that and we pull back one step further, pin trading in general is such a great hidden gem. I mean, yes, specifically that store, hundred percent. I agree with you, but I mean. If people don't know pin trading exists, it's a hidden gem that you don't know about until you learn what to do. I would I would concur. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's I mean that's a double too. You yeah. know, like the napping or singing along in Carousel of Progress. There's multiple layers to these onions, I think. Yeah. I mean pin trading is it, there are an entire video series on them that you could watch. But they're they're pretty cool. <laughs> I literally have one in my hand right now as yeah. you as you said that one. Yeah. I'm I'm holding a Disney pin. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um, my number three is one that I don't get to do too often because my family, uh, they're not huge fans of this one. I am. And it's one that I did when I was really little in the Magic Kingdom. Really enjoyed it. And this is one of those ones where I don't know if it's just nostalgia for me or it really is cool and fun and a hidden gem. Now, what I'm talking about is Tom Sawyer Island in the Magic Kingdom, which I'm not sure you've done. I have not done Okay, it. and that's great because that sets up what I'm about to say. It's not easy to get to. Which is why I haven't done exactly. it. Exactly, and that's also why I think that's such, it's such a great hidden gem. Now, it's not, some people would argue, my family would argue, it's not really a gem, you know, for, for their <laughs> reasons. But I, I mean, I like it for a couple different reasons. One being, obviously, the nostalgia factor. But since it's difficult to get over there, it's not always mega crowded over there. And it's isn't, almost, there, isn't there a restaurant over there? There is, and it's open very infrequently. And the last time I ate there was probably 1984. Jeez, that's yes. a long time uh-huh. ago. And I ate there with uh, photos of me with my aunt, and like she's uh, pretending to paint uh, the the uh, the, <laughs> the fence, fence there, the Tom White Sawyer wa- fence. Whitewash the fence. Whitewash the fence. That's it. And um, you kind of walk around. There's a little trail around the outside. There's that barrel bridge that you can mm-hmm. see when you're waiting yeah. in the queue for Haunted Mansion. That's a lot of fun to do. Um, the kids like to jump across because the barrels float in the water. But then there's an there's a, a tunnel. So a uh, it's almost Yeesh. like a cave. That's claustrophobic. Yeah, it's it is. It's kind of claustrophobic in there. But I don't know. It's a lot of fun. I remember as a kid going in there and sprinting full speed through there. <laughs> I could see young Rob doing that. One hundred percent. And there's that. So you can kind of walk around. There's little trails. And I know that there's. Um, I have not experienced this, but this is something I've heard as a rumor that every day a cast member hides a paintbrush somewhere on the island. And if you find the paintbrush, again, rumor, if you find the paintbrush and you give it to the cast member, they award you with a, well, it's not a fast pass anymore, but that's what it was then. Hmm. So, again, not reporting fact. I've never heard that story before. Um, Feel free to look it up while I finish up if you want to. Um, 
So then there's one other little piece, and it's more to the north end, which kind of borders over where um, Big Thunder Mountain is. And it's like an old fort where you can kind of climb up in the top, and it, it's almost like you know this military fort where it looks like you can shoot out at everybody. And I'll tell you, if you're there on a 90-degree day, which I have, and gone over to Tom Sawyer Island, if you go up in the top of this fort, the, the temperature goes up to like 120 it's so hot up in there. But I don't know. What'd you find? So I went to Plan Disney. Sure. Looked it up. Yeah. Uh, and somebody asked in 2022 mm-hmm. whether or not um, it would be returning because it had gone away. Oh, it was a thing. <clears throat> it was a thing. Oh, okay. And it went away in 2013 and returned briefly in 2020. Oh. And in 2020, what they received was a souvenir certificate instead of a fast pass because, oh. you know- FastPass cost Disney a lot of money, so instead they gave him a certificate. <laughs> You're funny. Um, and we did, we did talk about that at the opening of the show. Yeah, then it went away again. So, yeah, that's the only one. And then they did say uh, there so are it was still, a thing. That's good. Yeah, there there are other scavenger hunt type things uh, still to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that one unfortunately is gone. But it returned for 2020. My guess is it returned like. Briefly, and then March, like Armageddon hit. Sure. Because 2020 being what it was. So uh, for your summer trip, Nick, uh, head over to Tom Sawyer. Tell me what you think. I mean, I could I could see you truly going either way. I could see you going, this is cool. There's not a lot of people. I mean, it's a fun little different thing. Or I could see you saying, that was stupid. Do they? So how late do the boats run? I don't know, because I don't know if they have lights on Tom Sawyer Island. Maybe they do. I'm just thinking about how cool it would be to be on Tom Sawyer Island during fireworks. Oh. But I'm guessing that since I've never seen anybody post anything about being on Tom Sawyer Island during fireworks, that yeah. it is not open. Yeah. But that'd be kind of cool. That'd be, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I will take you up on it and go over there. Try it. Um, I mean, you're a guy that likes to collect them all. And part of collecting them all is going to Tom Sawyer Island. You are correct. Yeah. You are so correct. you got to check that one off on your list. All right. I will try. I think you'll like it. I think you will come back and go, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was something different to do and I, I mean, a hidden I'm, gem. I'm sure that it is a hidden gem. Um, if I have time, I will, because it is difficult to get over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to check it out. So my number three mm-hmm. is actually another, apparently I like to spend money. Um, my number three is a, <laughs> is another shopping. You, you do and you don't. Yeah. My, my, uh, my number three is another shopping experience that I think... I don't know how hidden it is, honestly, but I'm still putting it on this list because for me, it seems like a hidden gem. I know lots of people know about it, but Mitsukoshi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you so, can count that. I mean, it's there's no giant sign. It's just a building with two doors in the front. I, I think that's a perfect one. I find something in there every single time. Oh, yeah. Every trip. You and I had a blast in there last time walking yeah. around looking at everything. Yeah, whether it's, whether it's coming home with you know a Buddha board or coming home with a... Um, what's, what, what are those Neko Nekos? Maneki Neko Cat. Maneki Nekos. Yeah, it's right here yeah. on our uh, studio desk. Um, and then there's also like, I mean, I have some really nice chopsticks from there. Like, right, that, that that's where I got them. Was there? Um, they have some really cool gifts that are unique but don't scream Disney. So like, the the chopsticks I have every time I use them, I think of the fact that I got them at Disney. Mm-hmm. But they didn't cost Disney prices. They cost like what good chopsticks cost. And they just remind me of the trip, but they don't scream Disney. Like they're not Disney themed. Right. Um, I also like that store because you can find some crazy snacks. Like there's always those crazy snacks. All those wasabi peas they have there. And the chips that are like like salted shrimp flavor. Um, which I don't recommend those, but um, there's some there's some crazy stuff in there. Um, they've got the the art in there is amazing. See, that's on my honorable mentions. Yeah. So I'll bring that up now too. Yeah. There's an art gallery that's not directly connected, but if you go to the back of the store and kind of exit, and then there's another door right after. There's a little art gallery in there that's always fun to go to. I would. Uh, we're I, big art people, so we we love doing that too. So I kind of include that in that whole area i think yeah i would agree um, i think that's a good way to put it so that's why i would i don't have a problem the, saying that call it's, it the japan pavilions yeah you know? i mean but the, yeah. mitsukoshi is and it's, there are times when it's packed i will say that so mm-hmm. it's obviously not too hidden but air conditioning 
and you can spend an hour in there and not see everything. Yeah. If you're into pop culture stuff, like especially like Asian pop culture stuff, it is a cool store to go into. They have Pokemon stuff. They've right? got Pokemon stuff. They've yeah. got Mario stuff. They've got um, Hello Kitty. They've got um, stuff that's not Disney IP. Well, it's weird too because you know a- across the street they're gonna have uh, Super Mario World and they have Mario stuff there. But I think if I know this correctly, that they have they can have whatever they want in their store. And I don't think it'll be a conflict of interest with yeah, I don't know. Mario being sold at Disney, Mario being sold at Universal. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure how that works, but I will tell you that it is a place that I never skip. I always go in that shop. You know, there are yeah, there are st- there are stores in Epcot that I don't go into every time. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need to go and look at um, Italian leather every single time I'm in Epcot. I mm-hmm. don't need to go into Norway and look at. I'm I'm not going to try to pronounce the name, but the double H. Uh, um, guy. Uh, Helly Hansen. There we go. Helly Hansen. I actually like that store. I, I go in that I store. I do, but I don't, time. but I'm never going to buy anything in there. That's the problem. I think we did once, or my like, wife did. Because it's like, it's marked up way above what Helly Hansen stuff is. I mean, Helly Hansen stuff is expensive, expensive anyway. With. Yeah, it's good quality. But like, it's really expensive at Disney. Uh huh. Um, you know, so there are stores that I skip, but that one, Mitsukoshi is one that I feel like I can't miss. And I don't think it's as popular as say like going into the german shops you know like going and looking at the christmas ornaments in the we do that every time too but everybody's in there right it's it's shoulder to shoulder sometimes looking at at those stupid pickle ornaments yeah it's true (laughs) but um yeah so number three for me is mitsukoshi in the japan pavilion really good one now uh number two has been it's a hidden gem but it's it's extremely rare because this particular park is not open very late so um Certain times of the year with daylight savings time, which I think is going away, question mark. Uh, who knows? They, it's, okay. it's past one branch of the government. Okay. The so my number two hidden gem is Pandora at night. Uh, yeah. It is a gem <laughs> and a half. It is beautiful. So if you're familiar with what Pandora looks like and the colors of Pandora or even kind of picture, uh, we talked about this a lot last week is the Navi River Journey. Yeah. Imagine Navi River Journey coming to life outdoors in all of those little gardens and the sidewalk lights up. It is just it's beautiful there. And I have never experienced it oh, because it so is so cool. hard to do yep. in the summer. Now, now, if I were in a winter trip, so I would bet it's much easier, like on your Christmas trip, I bet you it was much easier to see it. But like- We didn't see it then. It was really? right when, it was right after it opened. So well, it was, it was years ago. It was maybe like 2016. Back when they were still open late. That was it. Yeah. It was back when it was open late, and we had that opportunity to see it. Now, in Epcot, they also have the uh, the light-up concrete, and it's fiber optics, I believe, yeah. in the concrete. Mm-hmm. And they do a similar thing there. I'm not sure exactly the technology, but the concrete glows. All of the, we'll call it, uh, I'm using air quotes, foliage all glows through there. The sounds are incredible. It's kind of like the alien versions of crickets and frogs. Mm-hmm. It's really, really cool through there at night. So I'm going to give people a hack that I have not tried, but I'm thinking about trying this summer. Um, most people know that when you go and get in line for a ride before the park closes, they're going to let you through. They're gonna, you're going to be able to ride the ride unless it goes down. So a hack that I know other people have used in the past is don't rope drop Flight of Passage, but rather... Go at the end of the night, and yes, you may wait a long time. However, when you come out, it's dark, and the only people left in the in the park are the people who are on Flight of Passage. Mm. So you get to walk through Pandora at night in the dark. This is so. This very fact that 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 part of the park is so amazing is why I wish they had a table service restaurant where Satuli Cantina is. Or put his room next to it, actually. And it stayed open for later dinners, and that was the only thing that was open was that. And so that people could experience walking to and from their reservation in, you know, the, the lit-up Pandora. Yep. I think that would be amazing. Um, the same, and I don't know if it's on your list or honorable mention, but I do want to point out, D- Disney parks at night are amazing. And the same can be said for Toy Story Land at night. Um, I've never done... Um, uh, Galaxy's Edge at night. I imagine it's probably nice too. I think we yes we did we did. Um, but the the fact that 
you know, you could get in line, for instance, for Slinky Dog Dash uh-huh. late late in the day, and then the lights would be on by the time you got through and came off. I think that'd be cool because um, that is a nice area. Or even if you got in line for, like, Rise um, and, and waited one out there because then you could walk through both Galaxy's Edge and or, – or you could get a late um, reservation over at uh, Oga's. Um, but Hollywood Studios is another one that's a, a, I think is a hidden gem for at night. But yes. I agree, the Pandora at night is beautiful. Yeah. I unfortunately have not seen it in person, but every picture and video I see is absolutely amazing. You will put that one on your yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm considering doing exactly what I said. Is like let's ride that at night and then or whatever you get yeah. on early and you ride it twice. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, who but, doesn't want to ride that twice? Uh, last year, my daughter got off that ride for her first time. Cause she was finally tall enough and she was so nervous. She gets really nervous before something. And then once it happens, she's like, okay, that was let's, cool. Let's do it. So again. We get off. She's like, can we do that again? And I was like, uh, <laughs> that sounds like her. No, we yeah. cannot do that again. Cause it's <laughs> now. Yeah. We just rope dropped it and it was 30 minutes. Now it's an hour and a half. So no, not happening. <laughs> no. Um, so that's a good one. Now I think that my number two is going to be on your list. Well, yeah, I think it is. We may have to. Well, then we can tag team with your two. Right, because the one. only thing left for you is number one. So I think, and you that, know what my favorite hidden gem is. Yeah, and I mean, I've mentioned I, it before. So it's going to be a difference of whether or not you included what I have included. So I am going to tell you that my number two is Rafiki's Planet Watch. Correct. Okay. So the whole thing that is, is my number my one hidden gem. Okay. Okay. All right, good. So we can tag team this. Even yeah, yeah. And I, I, and honestly, the reason that came up for me is I asked my family, I'm like, what do you think's a hidden gem? I mean, I already had my list done. I rearranged a, a little bit, but they were like the drawing class at Rafiki's Planet Watch. And then they were like, no, Planet Watch. And then, so go ahead and you can tell me your favorites because I know you haven't done this. So I have not it. done the drawing class. Yeah. My favorite thing is that is like, you might as well be backstage, right? Yeah. You get on a train. You get to see backstage. You get on a train. They take you past like where they take care of the animals, whether you know possibly if they're sick or whatever. So you go by those areas. Then you end up in this place. You're like, where in the heck am I? Mm-hmm. It's like out in the middle of nowhere. You feel like. Yeah. You get off the train, and there you're. You're at Rafiki's Planet Watch. You got to walk a little bit, you know. And all of a yep. sudden, it opens up, and you've got mm-hmm. a petting zoo. You've got that that um. Where the drawing class happens, that building. Yeah, there's also, uh, they have little classes, like uh, almost like veterinary type yep. classes in there. Yeah, and they do little demonstrations, and there's there's a lot of cool animals in there that yep. they they have uh, presentations on, or they have like the placards. Um, so there's like some fish there, and you know, stuff that maybe isn't um, something you would necessarily see out on the savanna, mm-hmm. um, or things that maybe it's not safe for them to put out on a savanna. Right. So I think there's some reptiles in there, I believe. But... Um, and sometimes you get to meet Rafiki out there. Yep, we have a photo of our kids. We came, Which, we came out of the drawing class, and there's surprise. There's Rafiki standing there with one of those. Um, I don't know. It's like almost like a jungle backdrop. Yeah. And you just walk. There was just like this random line with like two other people in line. It's never parked. Never packed back no. there. And it's we, crazy. And we got a nice meet and greet with Rafiki. The kids loved it. Yeah, I think if people understood how cool this is and this is why i was a little bit skeptical to do this but then i remembered that's ah, okay we don't you know we don't have enough listeners to all of a sudden make these places packed <laughs> uh, so so uh it's hidden still even when we talk about it but yep. rafiki's planet watch is phenomenal it the, is even just taking the little train ride to oh, see backstage everything about it i could do that and then get back in line and go back and i would be happy yep but it's but do yourself a favor go over go to the petting zoo relax you, you don't feel like you're at disney it no. feels like you're in like a hometown park, yeah. Right, like a little tiny part of your zoo or something. Mm-hmm. You go in that that room where they do the drawing and you and the you know the vet classes or the talks and whatnot. You walk around there, look at everything, and then usually you can end up seeing Rafiki. It's mm-hmm. so cool. It's so cool. I love it back there, um, and that's that's why it's number two on mine. So why don't you give us a more specific talk? Yeah, about why it's your number one. So. Um... We're all art people in our family. We love to draw. It's always been kind of part of all of our lives, including my kids. It's literally my, your job. Yes, true. <laughs> and both of my kids love to draw, too. It's it's a lot of fun. So when we learned that there were drawing classes, we were very open to it. So, yeah, let's let's check it out. And then we find out they're run by Disney animators. 
That's so, so cool. A Disney animator, and we the few times we've done it, always have a different animator. And um, you have to look up what times there is. It's all in the My Disney Experience app. And you look up what time they're doing the animation classes. And I can't tell you off the top of my head, but I would guess it's maybe one an hour. You know, that's just a guess. And you show up. You want to arrive a little bit beforehand. So I would recommend you at least get there 10, 15 minutes early. And the worst thing about it is you're standing in air conditioning. So that's not a bad thing at all. So you go into the building at Rafiki's Planet Watch. You walk in and you kind of go straight ahead and off to the left a little bit. And that'll be kind of like the waiting area. It's not really a queue. They kind of corral people in and say, if you're interested in doing the animation class, come back here. It's not really an animation class. It's just a drawing class. But So then you go back there, and they give you like a drawing board. They give you a piece of paper. And on that paper, they give you like light templates. So what that means is there'll be like a really light gray circle or like a... Um, like a plus or an X, and that kind of becomes your guide for as you draw over top of it, depending on which character you get. We had uh, Crush the Turtle one time. We had Bambi one time. Um, I can't remember what other one we had. We've done it three times. And um, one trip, we actually did it, and then we changed our reservation to go back again so we could do the drawing class again because we had so much fun doing it. And you don't have to be good at art. You don't have to be a pro. I mean, we're always trying to, you know, do the best we can and trying to, you know, do what the animator's doing. But there's so many people there that are just learners that these animators make it so it's doable for everybody. And it's funny because what the animator does is literally what I do every day for a living. They they draw and then they have a little camera. They call it an Elmo camera that kind of um, is a camera pointing down to what is being drawn. So that's what I do every day is so everybody who's there sits in this. You don't want to say Elmo. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody, nobody, you said it once and I was like, nobody knows what you're talking about, Rob. Well, it's a camera that points straight (laughs) down. It's the, it's the today's version of an overhead projector. Correct. So as, as the animator draws, we see up on these big screens, I think there's multiple, you draw along with the animator. It doesn't go too fast. Okay, let's start with a circle. Let's draw in the eyes. Let's draw the mouth. Okay, erase this line because we have to do this. And then he lets you add in little, you know, embellishments and things at the end. But we love doing it. It's so, so cool. You learn something. You're having fun. You're cooling off. And and if you really think about it, a lot of people, and this is totally false, will say, you know, An- Animal Kingdom's a half-day park. Well, there's so many good things to do that people don't know about that aren't thrill rides. So here's why I know I'm going to do this this year. Sure. We have made our park reservations, and we put two days at Animal Kingdom. Great. And you should do it both days. Um, Partially because at the time that we made our park reservations, we weren't sure if we were going to be staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge or at Bay Lake. Oh, right. Um, But we did not change it because I was like, we have Hopper. We can go over there. Do our thing, go back, and we can go over to Magic Kingdom or Epcot or even Hollywood Studios. Um, but Magic Kingdom and Epcot by hopping on the monorail, obviously. Um, I know for a fact, because I know my kids, this is going to be a highlight of this trip. Um, they love those directed draw things and they love Disney. So, I mean, I would say once a week, uh, my daughter turns one on on YouTube and sits at her desk and draws it. Um, you know, whether it's Stitch or if it's, uh, you know, Mickey. Usually it's like she likes Stitch and Lilo. And she, she loves that movie. Sometimes Ariel. Um, but usually it's one of those. Uh, I know they're going to have a good time. And it's I'm excited for it. I do want to tell you something really good news, which yeah. I did not know about. Sure, sure. They have a lightning lane for this. Really? Which I did not know that this had a lightning lane. Huh. Which also brings me to How another How does that thing. work? They just bring you to the front of the line in that queue? I don't understand how that works. It does, I guess. Because they corral but, you all in this big area. Yeah. And they do a count. They recommend, so uh, when you go into that, so it's called the Animation Experience at Con- Conservation Station. When you go there, um, Disney's own uh, app basically says, please board the Wildlife Express train to Rafiki's Planet Watch 40 minutes prior to the experience start time. Yeah, and that would make sense because the train ride is a little long, but not in a bad way. Like, no, 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 no. It's very enjoyable. Yeah, and it says each nice 25. Nice breeze. Yeah. Because it's an open air train. Right, yeah. 
Each 25-minute experience or a minute class will offer something different. Featured characters change periodically, Mm -hmm. so you can keep adding to your art collection. I am actually really stoked to do this. It's fun. Because we've always felt... So the first time we went to uh, Planet Watch, um, we did not do it because... I don't even know why, but we were doing... It was the... You know, we were doing... I don't even know if we knew that it was a thing, right? And we saw people doing it. But I don't think we knew it was a thing that year. And that was the year that we were like, um, we we're going to do everything because we're only going once. And so in order, <laughs> and so in, in order to only – shout out to Brian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian, you're going more than once. Uh, so basically what ends up happening is I don't um, want to do it because, oh, it's, it's going to take so long. We have to get everything done. And flash forward now, we're DVC owners and we know we're coming back. So it's like – Okay, I'm going to do that experience because I don't know if it's going to be there next year. You never know when something's going to go away. But I do know that, like, they're not tearing down Flight of Passage. They're not tearing down uh, Navi River. And if they did, I really wouldn't be, wouldn't care because, you know, I don't like it. But, like, I, so for me, I'm going to take the time to do it. And I am stoked to do it. And I'm even happier to see that there's a lightning lane for it. Yeah, it's great. Um, so that's pretty cool. And do yourself a favor, folks. Go on to the Disney app. Look at the map. And zoom out because you're gonna have to to find Rafiki and you're or to find the Planet Watch area northeast corner. It's insanely far. Yeah, like you in would, a good way. Yeah, you would. That's what I'm saying. Like you get there and you're like, I'm in Disney still. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's kind of a cool little area. Yep. So that's my number one, and, and I'm glad two. it's your number two because yeah. I I think after you get to do that animation class, you'll just be so happy. Yeah. So um, what do you have for number one? So my number one is something I've talked about quite a few times here. Um, and it's a it's a place to relax, and it is the garden in the England Pavilion, in the UK Pavilion. Ah. Back behind, there's the little gazebo there. You love that place. I love that place. I have never been back there with more than five people, and four of them have been with me. Like... That's that I'm telling you, it, it is, is great. I and I'm dedicating myself to spend more time there next time too. Just as a place to chill out. So when when we were staying at Beach Club, we spent a lot of time and we had we had park hoppers, so we spent a lot of time in the evening going over to food and wine. And the joke around, you know, Disney vloggers and Disney Instagram people and Disney Twitter people is that like, you know, the garbage cans at Epcot are tables. Right, because it's a constant festival, so like yeah. everybody's around a garbage can eating, and it's kind of dis- not kind of disgusting; it's straight up disgusting. That's where <laughs> you're eating your food, um, especially if it's later in the day, because there's all that other garbage in there. But anyhow, um, I didn't do that. I got my food. You know, when I was in the area where I could make that short, if it was a short enough walk, I would go to the UK Pavilion, go in back, sit down, and relax. I'd grab a beer over at um, the pub there, or from one of the stands. Go back there, sit and relax. And there's many times there's music being played. Like there was a guy back there playing piano a couple times. Um, sometimes they're doing like a meet and greet, or like sometimes Alice will be walking out to go to her meet and greet spot. We did that. That was fun. So, Our kids got their yeah. pictures. I enjoyed that. Right, but when she so where she's coming out of the room she comes out of is is back in that garden. So oh, so she you comes, have first dibs for photos. So she, she came out and was like walking through the garden, like skipping through the garden. How amazing uh, is that? You're yeah. just sitting with your kids and then, oh, here's Alice from yeah. Elsa Wonderland. Yeah, it, A surprise. I'm, I know I speak about this place all the time. Everybody has their one spot that like helps them relax and like is just like, okay, I can take a load off. That's mine. Um, it's a great place. And I don't think that even if a lot of people knew about it, it's never going to get too crowded back there. I is don't think. that the place they're potentially? Well, uh, let me rewind. They've discussed potentially putting in an Alice in Wonder—not oh, Alice in Wonderland, Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins attraction, like the Cherry tra- Cherry Cherry Tree, tree Lane. Lane. Yeah, um, is that the area they were talking about putting it in? Or I, that I don't know. I can't speak because for it. in between, I believe, in between UK Pavilion and Canadian Pavilion, is that the entrance to go back to the? I'm trying to think of the name of the space for it. Showplace. That's it. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know. I can't answer that question. But what I can say is I love this place and I hope they don't ever take it away. It is a great spot. It is a hidden gem. It is back behind the building where you're not going to be seen really. You're not going to, you're just going to sit back there, enjoy a cold beer, enjoy some food from one of the festivals, possibly see Alice walk by, possibly see Mary Poppins walk by. 
um, listen to a gentleman play piano possibly. It's just a really cool spot. I love it. Well, I like that both of our number ones are something that is just means a ton to us. Yeah, I, I love that spot. Yeah, that's great. So this is the part where it gets real difficult. Yeah. We're going to have to list, like, everything. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm not going to spend I, a ton, ton no. of time on each one. And I'm not going to do – I mean, I probably could have put, you know, 20 different things here. Yeah. I've got a, I've got more than a few honorable mentions here. So I'll blast through a couple of them. Okay. Um, I don't even know if this exists anymore, but meeting Chewy, um, that was something that was kind of hidden back in the launch bay, mm-hmm. um, that I enjoyed. Uh, the you know this is kind of a, a weird one. It doesn't really match anything else, but I love going to Toy Story Land and looking at all the toy references for like the forty and over crowd, like the Lincoln Logs and yeah. all those things. Those toys Just from walking like, through the land. Yeah, yeah. the seventies and early eighties. All those toys are there. Yeah, it's like an Easter egg hunt back there. Um, I don't know if this really counted or not, but I think this is kind of a gem. Is the back entrance at Epcot, you know, like that's it's kind of a hidden gem. Like most people just come to the main entrance and don't know it's there. Well, it's because nice... really the only way you use that entrance is if you're staying at Beach Club, Boardwalk, or one of the Boardwalk area resorts. But um, it's a nice unless you have a yeah. breakfast somewhere and you can go. And I found it. out recently that uh, the only other park in, in the U.S. that has something like that is California Adventure has three entrances huh i didn't know that i didn't either and there's two adjacent hotels yeah i knew that and each hotel separately has uh entrances one is back by pixar pier the other is over by soren and uh the cool. grizzly to go into the uh, grand california hmm. just learned cool. that too anyway um so yeah there's just a couple quick ones i didn't want to spend too much time do you have a few you want to share yeah so this is going to be I have to, I have to say this because I cannot believe the person who told me that this was a hidden gem. There is kind of an improp, impromptu parrot show that happens at oh, Animal yeah. Kingdom. Yeah. And my wife said it. And we have talked on this show <laughs> before about how she hates birds. So yeah. the fact that she said that um <laughs> I just thought was amazing. And then still over there at Animal Kingdom, I feel like it's not really a hidden gem, but it's a it's a cool spot to to hang out is the Dawa Bar. I've mentioned that before. Oh yeah, we um, had a great time there. Yeah, because you just get a beer, watch the watch the um, the shows, and then you can also sit there waiting for your table to um, Tusker House. Um, this is one that I think was awesome that my son brought up, and that was the decks off of Teppanetto. Oh yeah, we he had was, a nice family photo he's there. Like, he said, really "Well, it's nice a great spot. There. You can stand there, you can see everything, and like there's good pictures. That's where I like get one of the best photos yeah, there too." Yeah, so I thought that was cool that he good thought one. of that. Um, the next two that I want to bring up are, or next three I want to bring up are um, resort specific. So if you're staying at the Poly, there is a grilling station that's kind of like set off <laughs> right, in the middle. Right, right in, the, in middle, the middle, yeah, yeah. And like no one's ever there, and they're like nice, high quality grills. And if you look up, there's owls in the trees. <laughs> yeah, right? Isn't it? It's crazy. <laughs> so if you went made a Publix run, you could definitely grill out and have like a cool little barbecue with your family. Cool it's idea. It's a good way to, to, Save some money, and no one is ever using them. Ever. No. I've never seen anyone no. use them, and I don't know why. Because they're clean. I've opened it up and looked, and they're clean. They're not. They're not like bad, like uh, state park grills where you better put. Like, yeah, your... you, you have to scrape the rust off of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's over at the Poly, and then Sanaa is the reason it didn't make my list is because it's getting less and less of a hidden gem. But yeah. Sanaa over at Animal Kingdom Lodge, specifically um, in Kadani Village, they have a dining that overlooks not overlooks it's on the ground level that looks out into the savannah so that's a cool spot used to be a, a true hidden gem more people are onto it now um, and then last lastly for stuff that's resort specific is the there's a pool room like a billiards room at beach club at the beach club villas there's a there's a billiards room that um, most people don't hang out in you go in there there's a pool table there's uh, a big huge uh, tv that you know has hooked up to direct TV or cable or whatever they use down there. But you know, if this, there's a game on or whatever, you can watch the game with and it's air conditioned and cool. play some pool and your kids could be out at the, at the quiet pool, the, the uh, DVC pool, if you will, back there. So those are the, those three um, are there. There's a ton of other ones. Like I feel like jungle skipper is kind of a hidden gem, um, but I do think it's hard to get harder and harder to get in. But I think like people sleep on the food there. Yeah. I think the photo pass on the backside of the castle, like with, uh, 
some it's either uh, the the stepsisters or the um, fairy godmothers back there sometimes. Like that's a great spot. Oh, speaking so. of photos, uh, here's a hidden gem: is asking for photo magic, where they put yeah. in they can put a little character on your hand or. That's kind of a nice hidden gem if you ask. So what you do is, I don't want to spend too much time on this because I'm ready to wrap up here. Yeah. But if you go to a photo pass photographer, say, do you have any magic shots? So what they'll do is they have someone later on Photoshop in Figment or uh, Lumiere when you're in France. Or... Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, so remember that. That's a little tip for everybody. Because sometimes, sometimes they don't ask you. Sometimes they'll just say, hey. We're going to do a special shot here, mm -hmm. but almost all of them have one. So, yeah, mm -hmm. great job. But it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, and tomorrow's just a list away. Tune in next time, and we'll see you real soon.